This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to the latest edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the WTA show with myself, Nigel Seeley, and our WTA handicapper who is back fresh from his holidays, looking forward to the US Open Championship first round action starts on Monday. The best first round bets are here. It's Roy Girani. Roy, looking forward to this one, mate? I am, yes. Um, I think we've picked out seven matches to look at. I've got bets in three of them and some really good encounters in the first round. Um, A couple of them, you know, sentimental reasons. One of them involves Venus Williams probably playing her last US Open. Um, I see a, we mentioned it in the outright show, a potential shock, and I've got a bet in that one as well. And, and a couple of leagues as well. So some some good matches. Obviously, not all the matches have been decided. We've still got qualifiers to go. But uh, yeah, it was really looking forward to the action in New York. The weather, apart from Tuesday, um, looks set fair, which is when you fly in, isn't it, Nigel? Yeah, I don't, want to, I don't want any thunderstorms when I'm landing. I want I don't mind the thunderstorms <laughs> when I'm in my hotel room or in a bar. No problem with that. But actually, as I'm at thirty two thousand feet, thunderstorms <laughs> and me do not go down. Not very well. I told I told um, Sean Calvert the other day. Mom, it was my fiftieth birthday the other day, and I, even though I travel quite a lot for work, which I'm very fortunate to do with Bet Rivers, um, I don't really like flying. I'm, I'm a bit nervous of flying. But my mother and father saw me like flying all the way and think, oh, Nigel flies a lot. He's in. So for my 50th birthday pot present, they decided to get me, uh, take me up on an airplane, acrobatic loop the loops and all this. Oh no. And I haven't got, I haven't got, <laughs> I haven't got the, like, I haven't got the confidence to tell my dad, look, this is not really what I wanted to do really. Yeah, so I'm going loop the loop all over the M25. Um, oh, and I'm pretty nervous when we go, when we get a bit of rain and the rocket on the plane, I don't like it. So the idea of doing, um, Loop the loops over the south coast of England doesn't really sort of inspire you much confidence or much much in fear for the fear actually that was the word I'm looking for. Anyway, when are you doing uh, that? When are you doing that, Nigel? Twenty second of September. I've already put oh, it off okay. twice, Rory. I've put it off twice already. <laughs> I, just, I just, I'm not, I'm not, fan, I'm not fancying it at all. Uh, anyway, let's move on to right. the uh, the action here. We're talking, we're talking about the tennis here, not not about my. Uh, my fears and my my birthday presents, but uh, it is a good tournament. And, and one thing we've got to mention here before we talk about the, the matches that you've spoken about, the huge amount of injuries and withdrawals come into this tournament. So there's a lot of question marks about a lot of players. It happens every year with this this major, the last major of the year. Obviously, people have had a long, long season and they you know they come in not 100 fit. But in the last couple of weeks on the women's tour and the men's tour, the amount of retirements have been huge. Is that something that you're looking at now and have that in the back of your mind, thinking about retirements? Absolutely. And of course, it's a grand slam. So you will get players turning up, not necessarily fully fit. The prize money for first round is quite a lot. So even if you are carrying an injury, it makes sense to turn up just to get that prize money. Um, There are players, obviously, who are better than that. um, But carrying injuries, um, I think of perhaps the likes of Belinda Benchik, maybe carrying injury, Yelena Rybakina, 
pulled out of Cincinnati. She she got really the rough end of the deal in Montreal with all the rain. She says she's been she's had a couple of injuries. Um, she's obviously got a tough first round against Marta Kostic, which we'll look at. Um, but this is you know tennis. The tour is hard. It's it's a pretty unforgiving place, um, and people will play with injuries, and at some point, those catch up with players and. You know, it's a long season. We're in, you know, we're practically September now. They've been on the go pretty much since January. Mm. So it's no surprise that the US Open is the one of the four majors where you do get the injuries. You do get some shock results. Um, and as well as injuries, I said, they've been on the go such a long time. Fatigue comes into it as well. You know, if you think of the top players, they've been going deep in tournaments almost all year long. Um, if you get to the quarterfinals, semifinals every week, every other week, that takes a toll physically. So it does pay, it can pay at the US Open to, for, to go for someone who hasn't got so many miles on the clock, um, who hasn't, you know, who is fit, who hasn't been struggling with injuries in recent weeks. I mean, that does go without saying, but it's, it's definitely a help at the US Open. Um, it's two weeks of tennis. Of course, it's not quite like the tour where they play pretty much every day. There's usually... A day gap they get a rest day in between but it's still a hard two weeks if you're going to go deep yeah and we're talking about players who are injured in the first match we're going to talk about is someone who has got injury concerns who who had to pull out of the uh the french open and that is the former wimbledon champion elena ribakina she's up against marta kostruk and we did speak about this if you haven't seen the the tournament winner show the future show on the women's store where well if you haven't why not make sure you download the podcast betting weekly game bit match you'll see the show there uh, I knew you'd be able to hear it as well, whichever you want to watch it on YouTube or on the on the podcast. But we spoke about Rebecca. We spoke about her injury concerns, and she was a fave for both of us on the tournament uh, as we stand. She's a heavy favourite up against Marta Kostyuk, the Ukrainian. She's minus 335 to win his match. Kostyuk is plus 255. The spread is four and a half. It's uh, Kostyuk gets a four and a half start at minus 130. And the total is 21 and a half. There's 28 different bets available on this uh, on this match on the Bet Rivers website. Head to there and look at the prices. Uh, the matches start at 11 a.m. Eastern time on Monday and Tuesday. Um, but this is a dangerous opponent for Birakina, a real dangerous opponent. She got beaten the first round last year. Kostyuk is just outside the top 32 in the world. So she probably couldn't have been asked for a more difficult first round opponent. And Kostyuk has a winning head-to-head against Birakina. They, they played in Adelaide this year. And Kostruk won, uh, lost the first at 7-6 in a tiebreak, and then she won 6-2, 6-3. So this is as tough as it gets for Rebecca. She has injury concerns. Minus 335. It's not for me, that. Yeah, I'm all over Kostruk here. I mean, Rebecca, she didn't specify what injuries she had after Montreal, but they were bad enough to force her to pull out of her second match in Cincinnati against Jasmine Paolini. Now, that could be precautionary, but as you say, she could not have had a much bigger test first up than Kostyuk. Kostyuk's won both their previous meetings. The Ukrainians started off her hard, hard court swing in North America really well by beating Bianca Andrescu and Carolyn Garcia in Washington, D.C. She fell to Chin Wenzheng in the first round in Montreal. No disgrace there. And then she fell to Paulini at the first hurdle in Cincinnati, who, as we mentioned, beat Rebecca when Rebecca had to pull out. One thing that I found interesting at Wimbledon um, was Rebecca's sort of reliance on the cross-court forehand. She almost never hits her forehand down the line, especially if she's going for a winner. 
And Angevin spotted that in their Wimbledon quarterfinal. She picked the right side almost every time. Now, it's still a big weapon, but if you lose that element of surprise, it's not nearly as big a weapon. And I think, hopefully, a lot of players have picked up on that. And Rybakina is going to have to play the forehand down the line a bit more. Now, she can hit it, but it's not as potent as cross-court. Now, if Rybakina is 100%, you'd probably say she's going to win this fairly comfortably. And that kind of puts me off the sort of game handicap bet here. Because you know, if she's 100%, she probably wins comfortably. If she's not, I think Kostiuk wins this. And I think plus 255 for Kostiuk is a big price given their build-ups, given their head-to-head record. And especially, as you say, Rybakina last year didn't get past the first round in New York. So everything, I think, points towards a bet for Kostiuk here. And the injury. The injury is a yeah. big concern as well. So I, I like Kostiuk here as whether she can... She can handle the pressure. It's a big, big match. It'd probably be a night match as well in New York. Obviously, the atmosphere in the night match is, is a different one match that's certainly going to be in a night match is the next match we're going to talk about. It's Venus Williams, who, as Rory touched on, is probably going to be playing a final match or tournament or matches, whichever way is how far she progresses here. Up against Paola Badosa, obviously, uh, in the relationship with Sitsipas, which gets a lot of headlines off the court as well. Uh, she's Spanish. Rory's based in Madrid. We're interested to see how the Spanish media like this uh, Badosa a Sitsipas uh, love relationship. But Venus Williams is obviously going to be hugely supported here. Last year, our sister Serena Williams in them night matches famously went all the, you know, she she was went really quite deep in the tournament until she got ran into um, Tom Lanovich um, in, in, in US, in the US and the US Open. Um, but it's going to be a night game. And Badosta is not the moment, isn't in the greatest of form. Um, and she's a favourite here, minus 420. Venus Williams at plus 310. The spread is four and a half. The total is 20 and a half. Um, if Venus Williams is going to win it, she's got to win it quick. She's got to, she's got to, she's got to blow her off the court and, and win her in straight sets. If we go into a third set, I think Madossa will probably edge it. But um, you wouldn't want to be facing Venus Williams with this uh, New York crowd in a night match. And Badossa is very flaky at the moment here. So what's your approach to this match, Rory? She is. Uh, funnily enough, Badossa was born in New York, I think, if I remember rightly. But yeah, in Spain, it's all, yeah, there's plenty about Paola and, and Stefanos. This kind of power couple. Um, I did read this week. So Badosa hasn't played since Wimbledon. Um, she suffered a stress fracture of her back. And she's been touch and go for this tournament. So it's very hard to see her being at full fitness. For Venus, as you say, almost certainly a last US Open. She rolled back the years to beat Veronica Kudamatova in straight sets in Cincinnati. She then took the opening set against Chinwen Zheng before losing in three sets, and they're all short. I think Badosa's ridiculously short here, really. Um, she's been practicing with Stefanos's brother Petros. Apparently, that's she was joking. That's part of the deal. If you know, if they're dating, she gets to hit with with Petros. But um, I, I'm actually going to have two bets here. I wouldn't let I wouldn't let my girlfriend anywhere near my brother. <laughs> no way. Look what happened to Ryan Giggs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dangerous. Dangerous that. No way. No way. Uh, I think, I'm, not, I'm not sure the Sitsipasses and the gigs are that similar. I don't or the Sealies. Or the Sealies. Yeah, or the Sealies for that matter. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to have two bets here, and I take your point about straight sets. But the, the thing is, I think I, I think previously when I did tip up Venus to win in straight sets against Camilla Georgie, she actually got it done in three. So that's making me be a little bit wary of, of going all out for the straight sets. So 
I think Venus is big enough just to win here at plus 310. So I'm going to have a point on that. And then I will have half a point on Venus uh, in straight sets. The bets, Venus Williams, minus one and a half sets. And the price is plus 650. But you have to oppose Badossa here. You know, she hasn't played since Wimbledon. An injury which, she says it's not serious, but it's in a difficult place, she said. And, you know, it's a bit delicate against someone like Venus as well, who's just going to come out all guns blazing. But also might not get into this match. Mm. There's a real chance that Venus goes, you know, runs all over her. So definitely very keen on Venus here. We saw um, the way the match changed uh, with Contavit against Serena Williams in the night match at, at the US Open and on Arthur Ashe. You know, it's, it's, so this is, could be a good match for an in-running bet. So, Remember, obviously, Bet Rivers in running. You know, I can see Venus Williams winning the first set, but also probably clawing it back. So there will be some brilliant in running opportunities here. Remember, Bet Rivers have a US Open offer daily on the main draw. Get a 50% match bet up to $25 on any live wager each day of the US Open. So you place a bet up to $25 and you'll get 50% matched back. Uh, so I think this match here may be an interesting one for in running betters as well. But uh, Paolo Badosa. Coming in again with injury concerns, minus 420. Money has started to come for Venus Williams. I, I would expect that sort of sentimental, sort of patriotic money for, for the American in what could be a final US Open. So uh, I, I would expect that. But uh, Badossa is no minus 410 chance. That's or 420 chance, that's for sure. Uh, the next match we're going to talk about is another American hope, uh, another American who's won, uh, who's, who did one on majors before. She hasn't won a major. She got to the final of the majors, didn't she? Kelly Kenny never, never won one. She got to the final. She did. Uh, she won did, one. Did she win one? Yes, she, she did won win a major. Yes. Australian. Yes, yeah. she, I think she got to the yeah. final of the French Open, didn't she? She did. That's right. Um, she's minus 180 up against Anna Bogdan. Now, Kenny hasn't played since Wimbledon, but she showed signs at Wimbledon she was back to a, some kind of a form. She beat uh, Corey Goff uh, in that tournament as well as he come through qualifying in quite impressive form. Uh, she's up against Bogdan, who isn't in the greatest of form. She's lost her last three matches, but Sophie Kenning seems very, very short at minus 180 here. Uh, Anna Bogdan is plus 143. They've met twice before. The head-to-head -head is one win apiece. A uh, long time ago, 2018 was their first meeting, Bogdan won. 2020 was their second match, which Kenning won. But in each one of those matches, the match has gone a distance. It's gone to three sets. I did think Kenning would win this match because I thought at Wimbledon she would be someone on the radar that I, I believe would would probably show some signs of good form. But minus 180 against an opponent who's 34 places above her in the world rankings. It bogged down just out just inside the top the top uh, just inside the top 60. So Vina Kenning just inside the top 100. That that is doesn't appear any value at all to me. No, she is short. I mean, she suffered at Wimbledon so. She, she went out to Alina Svitolina. She suffered a left thigh injury, which forced her to miss the tournament in Washington, D.C. And when you're prepping, it's quite essential now. You've got to go on social media and see what they're saying on Instagram. That's probably where you get your fitness updates from. She actually said, while training for my first round in D.C., I suffered a quad injury that's unfortunately keeping me off the court for a few weeks. I'm back home now working hard on my physical therapy so I can be ready for the U.S. Open. That's not ideal prep. That is not ideal prep for New York. As you say, Bogdan's not been in great form of late. She did win the Challenger final in Romania on home soil uh, against uh, compatriot uh, Irina Begu. That was on clay. Um, she had to pull out in Lausanne in the quarterfinal um, due to illness. And she's lost both her hardcourt matches since arriving in the States. Um, she went down in three sets to Alexandra Sosnovich 
in Cincinnati, and then she was fairly thumped by Angelina Kalanina in Cleveland earlier this week. But, I, you know, this is one of those, you know, we talked about injuries and, you know, what's been going on. And I'd, I'd have been much happier seeing Kenin play at least a match before this. Bogdan's not an easy opponent. She's uh, she's very capable on her day. As you say, she's much higher in the world rankings. I'm not going to have a bet here, but I'm just going to have a little lean on Bogdan at plus one, four, three. I think Kenin, as you say, I think she's much too short a price. Yeah. Again, it looks like a, a play where the American market wants to be with their girl. The, the, the betters want to be with their girl. And it may be that people, betters are betting with their hearts rather than their heads here. But Bogdan at plus 143 certainly looks just on the on the paper here. When, I, when the lines come through, I thought it was a, a big price. Uh, the next match, Anna Blinkova uh, just ranked outside the seeding. So she would be a little bit unfortunate not to be seeded here, the Russian. She's up against the Brit, Jodie Burridge, who had a, a good build-up uh, going into Wimbledon, did well on the grass events. But she's come back to reality in recent weeks. She's got beaten the first round in Chicago, got to the quarterfinals in the Stanford tournament. But uh, uh, but Blinkova is not in good form. She's lost five of her last six matches. Uh, Blinkova, though, is the... The, the better player on the rankings and the more experienced. And she's the favourite with Bet Rivers. She's minus 182. Burridge is plus 148. The spread here is two and a half. Minus 127. Blink of a given up two and a half. Plus uh, even money Burridge uh, plus two and a half. And the total is 21 and a half. 28 other different markets available on the Bet Rivers website here. I find it quite a difficult match to, to have a, an opinion of here because Blink of obviously the better player, but drastically out of form. And Burridge may have peaked a little bit earlier in the, in the campaign. What are your thoughts here? I think Blinkov is far too short here. Since she's arrived in North America, she struggled past Shui Zhang, who's still on that really long losing run. Uh, and then Blinkov went out to Daria Kazakina. She had a first round exit to Petra Kvita in Cincinnati, losing the first set on a tie break. And then she was bageled in the second. And then in Cleveland a few days ago, in the first round, she was bageled again in the first set by Lin Zhu before going down 6-3 in the second. She just looks to have, one, she's played a lot of tennis this season, so it could be that, but she does appear to have lost a lot of confidence in her serve. And against Zhu, who you wouldn't have down as a spectacular returner, she won just 39% points on her first serve, which is dismal. Um, Burridge isn't a world beater, She's lost her last two matches, both in challenger events. In Stanford, as you mentioned, she reached the quarters. She had good wins over Deanna Schneider and Kayla Day. And she also won the doubles in Stanford uh, with Olivia Gadechki. I think she might spring a surprise here. Um, I'm not, it's not a bet. It's just a lean. I, I think, like with Kenin, I think Blinkov is too short. So a lean on Burridge at plus 148 for me. 148, Jody Burridge, the Brits, uh, at plus 448 here in lean for Roy. The next couple of matches, we've got a really interesting, quite, you know, really good first round matches. And it's Katerina Alexandrova, uh, who's in the final this evening in Cleveland. Uh, she's up against the former finalist here in the US Open, Leila Fernandez. Amazing, this is a first round match. It shows you the quality on the women's draw. Uh, Katerina uh, Alexandrova is minus 105. Leila Fernandez is the favourite here at minus 118. But obviously, Alexandrova is the, has the form coming into this match. Um, on that point, Rory, do you want to be with a, a player that has got to the final of a of a tournament coming into a major, or would you rather be someone who's done quite well, like Fernandez reached the quarterfinal in Cleveland, and and she's got a couple of days to come to New York and test the conditions and and see what it's like, or do you want to be with someone who's who's is in the final? My my 
always reaction was years ago was always to be opposing people who won tournaments ahead of uh, of, of majors. Um, they'll probably schedule it. They'll, they should give her a day rest. They'll probably put it on 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 Tuesday. But I, I don't like it when I see people winning tournaments coming into majors. I think I, I agreed until Barbara Krajikova won the French Open um, two years back. Is it two years back? Or was it three? Two years back. Because she won the Strasbourg warm-up on the Saturday, won the final, and then went on to win the French Open. So it depends. It, it really depends. I think Alexandrova, I'm surprised she's the outsider here. Um, she's been in much better form recently and all year. Um, she did win one of the grass warm-up tournaments. I think she won the one in Hertigen Bosch, if memory serves. And yes, she plays in Cleveland in the final later today against Sara Soribes Tormo. Um, that's never an easy match against the Spaniard. So Fernandez might have a, a slight freshness edge. Nothing really appeals as a bet. Should be a good one to watch, but I am a little surprised Fernandez is the favourite here. Head-to-head is one, one apiece. Um, probably one of the best one. Certainly this and the next match, we're going to look at the two best matches of the first round in terms of being competitive. Um, I, I think Alexandrova, I think she should be the favourite, but not enough for me to, to have a bet. Yeah, 29 different markets available. Bet Rivers, the spread here is one and a half. Alexandrova receiving one and a half minus 130. The total is 21 and a half. You want to get with Leda Fernandez, who famously reached the final, got beat by Emma Raducanu. Where happened to her? Uh, she's uh, minus one and a half is plus 102 so uh, interesting one there very very interesting one the next one as well a former champion here and someone who I really want to do well I, I, I like watching her play I, I really wanted to she's had so many problems of injuries and that's Bianca Andrescu is up against Tuzarenka uh, Bianca Andrescu is minus 106 Tuzarenka is minus 118 the handicap here is one and a half. Uh, Andrescu receiving it at uh, minus one thirty, and the total again is twenty one and a half. It seems to be the standard line uh, with minus one thirteen uh, each to poo, really. So you you just go over under whichever you want to go. But uh, Andrescu had that unbelievable run at the end of the year, the year when she won the U.S. Open, pretty one of all the hardcore events in the North American swing, and then just blighted by injuries. I saw her play in Miami, and I thought she's getting back to her best. And the next round, she was beaten. Um, she did. She, she's just one of those players that just had so many problems, and I'd love to see her do well. But this is a tough opener for Andrescu, isn't it? It is, as particularly as her record is 0 3 against Serenko. Now, two of them, the first two, which you know follows up from what you said, the first two were via retirement, but the last was this year at Roland Garros in the last 32, and Serenko won 6 1 6 1. You know, it's it's a it doesn't look to be a great matchup for the Canadian. Andrescu, since running on Jabeur close at Wimbledon, I mean, this is the thing, as you said, she has shown flashes of form. And you just think if she got a clear run with fitness, you know, didn't pick up those injuries, she might be a contender again, but she just never seems to get a clear run. But she's had a really ordinary North American hardcourt swing, losing to Marta Kostiuk and Camilla Georgi. Uh, Serenko came through qualification at Montreal. This is you know, another player who, who has a lot of injuries and has a lot of scratches. Uh, she pulled out before her first round main draw match in Montreal, which was supposed to be against Petra Martic. And in Cincinnati, she went out in three sets to Taylor Townsend, who's a bit of a dangerous opponent in these quicker conditions. She likes to come into the net and play a bit of serve volley. 
hard to be certain about either player's fitness or form at the moment probably again one to watch and enjoy should be a good one I mean you'd think in these quicker conditions Andrescu should get much closer than she did at Roland Garros um I can see why Serenko is the favorite here and uh, the odds look about right but but should be a good match to watch good indeed uh minus 118 so uh, Serenko and uh, minus 106 Bianco and Trescu probably what is the, the closest match of the day. But if you look at the head-to-heads and the records, it's not close at all. Uh, Serenko, the Ukrainian, has won very easily. Uh, the final match, uh, Dara Kazakina, minus 770 up against Alicia Parks, who's plus four, 540. Uh, Kazakina was some of the, I, I I bet, for Wimbledon. I thought she was, I, thought I had a good chance of her doing at Wimbledon. I saw a play on the on the grass in Eastbourne, but it wasn't to be at Wimbledon. Her form since then has been in and out. She's had some troubles with injuries. She got beat by Sabalenka in Cincinnati. And Parks uh, is a player that has the potential, and she's going to have a lot of the support as well. But she hasn't had a great year. Her year record on the hard court is six wins from her 14 matches here. Um, if you look at the handicap or the spread, it's five and a half. Kazakina giving up five and a half minus 134. Parks plus five and a half plus 105. And the total very low, um, 19 and a half here. Uh, Kazakina uh, is even money on the overs in that match against Parks, and the under is minus 127 to the favourite. So the favourite is under 19 and a half at minus 127. Not quite sure if I agree with that or not, but um, you would think Kazakina's got the game here to win this, but Parks will be heavily supported by that very partisan New York crowd. Yeah, and, and you mentioned Wimbledon. She went out to Victoria Azarenka, who is a regular, she regularly beats Kazakina. And the thing about Kazakina, the one thing she struggles against most of all is power. She struggles against the real power hitters and Alicia Parks has power in abundance. The American also makes more unforced errors than perhaps anyone else on the tour. Um, so it's, um, you know, it's six, one half a dozen the other. It's her strong point, but also her weakness. Um, she did take a set off Belinda Bencic in Montreal and against Alexandra Sosnovich in Cincinnati, she went on to lose that match in a tiebreak. At the moment, it seems that Parks can just about manage one good set of tennis per match, you know, where she doesn't make so many unforced errors. The other two sets are a bit of a write-off, but she can get it together for one set. So I fancy her to win a set here because, as I say, Kazakina does struggle against power. Um, and Parks, to win a set is plus 175. And we know she's a really good server. Um, she does serve a lot of doubles as well. She's got a big forehand. She's got a big game. But as mentioned, she makes a lot of unforced errors. But I think she can get it together enough for one set. Um, so I'm going to back her to win a set at plus 175. So Parks to win a set plus 175 is an official play from Roy Girani. Uh, and you've got three official plays for us on the first round matches. Just give us a recap of those plays for us if you can, Roy. Yeah, I've gotten for Marta Kostyuk to beat Yelena Rybakina at plus 255. Two bets for Venus Williams against Paola Badosa. Williams to win at plus 310 and then half a point on Williams minus one and a half sets and that is plus 650 uh, and finally the one we just discussed Alicia Parks to win a set against Daria Kazakina at plus 175. Good luck with your bets there and uh, remember you can keep across all the action here at Bet Rivers uh, four ways to follow us you can download the podcast betting weekly game bet match on your preferred podcast provider you can subscribe and if you haven't you must subscribe to our youtube channel 
the betting weekly studio some unbelievable good really good content there the european leagues have, have been flying uh we have the premier league which has been incredible and the champions league draw the big boys come in next week and the draw and the reaction to the draw will be on there as well some of the best soccer handicappers in the business as well as uh, myself and sean calvert and Rory as well on the tennis product as well. So there's some really good content there. Please make sure you subscribe. We've got some really good subscribers numbers and we want to keep continuing the growth on the YouTube channel. And you also follow us on our Twitter page and our Instagram page at because we win. And you'll be able to follow my action uh, in uh, New York uh, on Tuesday when I land in the rain uh, with my umbrella up getting drenched. Luckily I don't have to worry about my hair or anything like that, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, lovely. Uh, and when when Sean Calvert comes on, it's going to be 30, 30 degrees. But anyway, I've been lucky with the weather. He hasn't. So anyway, look for look full of that as well. So you keep all the rest, all the action. Rory, it's good to have you back, my friend. And um, Thank you. Uh, good luck for the tournament. Uh, hopefully we end the, the final major of 2023 on a high. Remember that offer that Bet Rivers have, a US Open offer daily for the main draw. Get a 50% match bet up to $25 on a live wager each match, each day of the US Open. So you wager in play and you get 50% matched uh, for the future use of the tournament. Uh, take care, everybody. And uh, we'll be back with Rory. I'll be back with Rory probably on Thursday, Rory. So we'll be back on Thursday looking at the the, the, men, the women's matches for the Friday. Uh, and I'll be live from my hotel room in, uh, in, in New York, in Manhattan. And Rory will be uh, in Madrid enjoying the sunshine. Anyway, and I'll be in the rain. Uh, take care. And uh, <laughs> we'll catch you soon. All the best.